Hello, everyone, to the fourth mini-soda. Mini-soda. It's like a soda, but smaller. So it must be healthy. <laughs> Bryce, it's not diet. Please. Oh, right. My bad. That is my favorite. Okay. We talked about this before, but I'm rehashing it because it reignites my hate fire of, like, people, you know, oh, I'll have a Diet Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Ugh! I, I, I just couldn't yeah. possibly think of drinking that. Like, they're so different. I yeah. mean, I get it. We all have preferences. I... I always want to Pepsi challenge them. I want to... I always want to do that when I'm like... Um, I want to be like, Sir, do you drink Coke? Well, I always drink Coke. My grandfather's grandfather drank yeah. Coke, and that's all we drink. I want and you then, to do that, too. And then be like, it's Pepsi. <gasps> it's Pepsi, and then watch And watch their entire And Brittany heritage. was sponsored by Pepsi, so you can <gasps> do a full Guess. costume. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. I loved that commercial, too. She was uh, so on fire in that commercial. Wait, isn't it? It's Beyonce, Brittany, and... There's another one. It's a halftime. It's for a Super Bowl, where it's, it's halftime, and it's Beyonce... Britney and Pink? In one commercial? Yes. I remember that. Yeah, they're all like gladiators. Pink does sound right. It's that Beyonce was a fierce... Br- I was thinking the original Britney Pepsi commercial, which is in like that blue pleather, like two-piecey, like the thing she always wore. It was like a sports bra with one strap and like oh. bell-bottom pants made out of like blue pleather. Well, I know what I'm making now. Girl, <laughs> real. So real. Um, everyone, mini-sode, where it's a lawless wasteland and we do what we want. Like talk about Britney, circa 2004. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. Um, so kind of a sidebar for mini-sode. So our good Judy Emily, um, who is Bryce's roommate and my longtime squirrel friend, um, is having a scandal party this weekend. I'm so excited because be I have my head shaved currently for a Halloween costume. So I am... It just fits, going as Britney 2007. It really is the role you were born to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, since they made that god-awful version of Britney's... Um, is the Lifetime do it? Someone made a Britney Lifetime movie. No, yeah, it was Lifetime. Yeah. And, and Britney was like, no, this is not allowed. And also, like... Britney's still in her 30s, so to make a Lifetime movie about her, I think, is a weird choice. Low-key, Lifetime, please hire me, but they will make (laughs) a movie about anything. Anything. Uh, But still, yeah, I I would like to play the Britney-approved Lifetime version of her story. Mm, I'd watch that. I feel like I could do it. Yeah. I feel like I could. I really want this to happen. Um, mini-sode, everyone. I don't have a what's the daily Bryce really this time, so <gasps> you're spared. Thank goodness you still said the word, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, okay, so we are in true mini-sode fashion. We're just going to share stories to each other to get you thrilled all week. Ooh. So, do you want to go first or do you want to go first? Either. I don't care. Um, I'm going to go first because... Go for it. Uh, I think I went last last time on the mini-sode. Oh, girl... Let's talk about things I don't keep track of. <laughs> I have very limited space in I know, this I for little sure, brain of mine. I for sure went last because you talked about um, the monkey's paw and I talked about sand. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which I love that sand is the thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm sort of in awe that you remember that, but let's continue. Um, Which? <laughs> um, I... I have figured out the story I'm going to do. Um, so, basically, we talked about this in the last episode, um, which I'm so excited to share. And I cannot believe we haven't talked about this. So, um, I always have, like, a big, you know, like, the fundraiser uh, lip-sync tournament has kind of become a thing of its own. It's no longer for my birthday. So, 
I had people over at my place for my birthday this past year, and mm. you had already left. Everyone had already left. The only person that was still here was Emily. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. And um, obviously, Jason and Casey were here. Hey. Um, so... We, it's like one in the morning right now, and we're just kind of sitting around and talking, and Emily's about to leave. And all of a sudden, upstairs, we hear the loudest thud. And all of us are like, holy shit. And so we really didn't think anything of it. And then we're kind of just reeling from that, and like, we don't hear anything. And then 30 seconds later, we hear down the stairs in our hallway a girl yell, Help, help, please, they attacked my boyfriend. So Emily gasps, and we're all like, Oh shit. Well, Someone goes to open the door. I don't remember who. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to open the door. So we just kind of peeked through the hole. And so I am ta- I like talked to her through the door. I'm like, are you okay? What's going on? And she's like, and she's like, please help. Like three people like came to our apartment and like did this whole thing and da, da, da. So she's freaking out and uh-huh. this is kind of incoherent. And so we're, I was just like, okay. So we eventually let her in after I decide that she's not going to kill us herself. I know. <laughs> she was like a plant. But see, and see... You and I listen to too many true crime podcasts and just in general because I cannot, like, I don't even let people into my front door because I'm like, nope, you're going to kill me. It's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. So, anyway, we eventually let her into our apartment and because she, she doesn't have any shoes. She doesn't have a phone. Her nails are fucked. But that's not what's important. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, she uses, um, so Emily gives her her uh, flip-flops and <clears throat> she, uh, one of, I think, Casey, I think someone gives, um, gives her the phone and she calls the police and Start to tell them that it's one in the morning and um, this girl knocks on her door and when she opens the door, it's like a fr- it's someone she allegedly knows and starts talking to her. And so they're talking and then all of a sudden the girl punches her in the face. Jesus. And then three guys run to the apartment with baseball bats and beat the absolute shit out of her boyfriend. Like... Absolute shit. So she's relaying all this, and this is the first time we're hearing this what is over the, the phone. Fuck. Yeah. So we're all like, holy shit. So we're grabbing, you know, everything from frying pans to chopsticks to, you know, be like, holy shit. So frying pans to chopsticks. But what's, in, <laughs> what's incredible it. is so she's like freaking out. So what's incredible though, and LAPD, I I am appalled at your Sure. It's a mixed bag. No 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 no. They, they oh. no LAPD, they were here within minutes like they were re- like I-, I was convinced they were at our doorstep yeah. when we called because they were here in less than five minutes wow like h- here several cars we could hear the helicopter they were here because honestly this is a pretty bad situation yeah and so she eventually goes inside the apartment and um talks to the police and we're like holy shit and so we're just kind of like reeling and so we're deciding like Emily you know kind of wants to go and I was like well should we like wait like I don't yeah. know what we should do and so eventually um, Casey Holy and Jason shit. yeah so eventually Casey and Jason walk Emily out to her car and um, I see in the apartment in case the cops could want to talk to us because I don't know if right. they want to talk to somebody I don't know because I was like well I was like someone should stay up here and also, I didn't have any shoes on. And also, I was like, I am not taking part of this. <laughs> yeah, barricade the door. I get it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, eventually, they come back. Um, Casey and Jason come back up. And the boyfriend, I was on a stretcher. And they said that his face was so beaten in that he was just unrecognizable. He looked dead. Yeah. And the craziest thing about, about this whole story is no one talked to us. Like, I guess maybe she said that, like, you know, she just came to her apartment. But, like... Did no one asked us if we heard anything. No one talked to say I've never seen that girl again, so I'm assuming they moved. Never God, heard, I would, right? Never heard anything again. Don't know anything about this. 
we've never heard anything again about it. How's your face, friend? How's your face, friend? Damn. Yeah. 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 So we don't know. And yeah, when when they came back up and they're like, yeah, he was unrecognizable. So I was just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Fuck. It was insane. And I will give a testament as I still slept like a baby, amazingly. <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, am I going to have a hard time sleeping? Because I did this fun thing. Yeah. I could fall asleep, but staying asleep, sure. that's the fun, tricky part. Um, between that and Jason's story that he shared on yes. one of the earliest episodes. Oh, the about homeless guy. Yes. I... Uh, play through those kinds of scenarios a lot in my head and have a machete hanging on my door. I don't love the thought of someone, like, breaking into a home. It's yeah. very terrifying to me. It's terrifying. I I mean, I also, I don't want to assume, but I'm going to. It's, <laughs> it seemed, well, because, like, in retrospect, it seemed a little too planned. Because it was the second story. It was, like, a late time at night, and, like, you're talking to this person at 1 a.m. outside your uh, door. Like, this seems a little too weird. Like, something went awry. Yeah, you were not a completely... No. ...unparticipating bystander. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was something else going on. I don't know what, but it totally. was... Yeah, it just seemed a little too weird for it to just be, like, a happenstance. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's scary as book. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. And, like... It just drives me crazy because our front door to my building is so shitty. Like, it's ajar all the time. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and I, people let people, and I get it. Like, you want to be courteous, but you don't know. I'm sorry. Fuck, fuck being courteous. Sometimes you don't know. You don't don't know know who's coming in. You don't know who's coming in. And so I don't let anybody. Sometimes people will try and hold, like when I'm coming here, they'll try and like hold the door for me. And I like look at them. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You right. don't know me. No, unless I know, like, unless I know, because there's some people in the building that I know. Sure, that's like, different. Right, yeah. unless I know, I know for a fact you live here, like, you know, and you have your hands full or whatever. People like, used to do that at our old apartment, and they'd be like, oh, I'm here to see so-and-so. And, like, as I was closing the door in their face, I would be like, great, they'll be down to get you. <laughs> and it always had some sob story. I don't have my phone. I can't get in. I don't have my keys. Don't I care. don't know their number. I don't care. I'm not trying to get murdered in right. my apartment. Right. Like, I mean, more than likely, we're trying to use your pool. But yeah, I mean, our pool was tits. Because I, I didn't would, want them in there either. Well, so God, I should have lied and gotten to your pool when you guys were home. You could still try. <laughs> I probably could still do it. Probably. That's the thing is like that's why like secure doors like that are such a joke because everyone's like oh. Well, you talked to me, so you must be nice. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, you know who else was nice? Jeffrey Dahmer. You know who was nice? Jeffrey goddamn Dahmer. Yeah. And Let look what happened to lesson. <laughs> we're monsters. I mean, ah. now we're just speaking the gospel because that is some real tea right there. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty scary. I mean, honestly, and I know it's like silly, but like, thank God you guys are okay. Yeah. I mean, you know what's weird is I, you, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm weirdly unfazed by it. Probably because I know in my heart of hearts that, like, there was a weird involvement. Like, it didn't seem... It didn't seem innocent. Yeah, that's fair. So, that's the difference. I... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Look at you solving crimes. Thank you so much. Just call me Cameron San Diego. I was going to. Gasp. You're wearing red. Gay gasp. Gay. Is there any other kind? Gaganzola. Oh, I hate us. Favorite kind of cheese. Gosh, I hate us. Just know, (laughs) listening friends, that we listen back and we also hate our voices. Oh my God. (laughs) Listening to my my own voice is maybe the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, Anywho, 
Bryce Chan. Uh, I was inspired by our last mini-sode because sand, who knew it was so interesting? Oh my, dude. Okay, guys, if you have not listened to the last episode, mini-sode, sand. Skip, who, who yeah, knew? skip to the sand bit because it's fascinating. No, don't listen to the whole thing. Sure, fine, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But I'm telling you. Don't y'all. judge your monkey paws store. I felt I so like the monkey paw. Um, I, no, I fucking love that monkey yeah, paw. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I just, you know, whatever. I was really fascinated that there's a fucking sand cartel. There's yes. nothing sacred in this fucking Nothing. World. Sand. Sand is a valuable uh-huh. source of income. And we're destroying... I mean, that really is the most human story, that we're destroying the environment for sand. Yeah. Hmm. 100%. We are the worst. We kind of get everything we deserve, but whatever. Um, Speaking of humans being the worst, Mm -hmm. um, I have a a couple of stories that have affected my sort of, like, daydreaming brain that I've fixated on for, like, years of my life. Where, like, if I'm kind of not paying attention to what I'm thinking about... I will start thinking about these, like, couple of things. Like, I talked about with, like, the story of a home invader. Like, when right. I'm home at night, I'm like, okay, someone's going to break in, and I'm going to do this. And I think, I think everyone has those, totally. like, those stories of, like, what would I do in this scenario? Yep. Or, like, or, like, you hear something, and it kind of sticks with you. Yes. Or, like, an episode of something. Anyway, yeah, I get you. And you. this that I'm going to talk about is one of them, because it is a scientific study that was done in 2013, so cue from the sand study. Yeah. Um... And it affected me and explained so many of the issues that I have with, like, people at large have been explained by this scientific study. And it, like, clicked for me. And I was like, oh, right. Like, we're garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is why we act like garbage. Um, and I, I think about it all the time. And basically, I'm going to give an overview, but there's some things I want to quote from this actual please, article. Please I'm do. reading from the Scientific American. Yeah. And the study was done in 2013, and it was done by, uh, it was covered initially by Nicholas Epley uh, from the University of Chicago and Aaron Whitechurch from the University of Virginia. They were the two main uh, study contributors. Contributors. Thank okay. you. That's the perfect word. <laughs> um, so I want to give obviously credit. This has nothing to do with me. I'm just reading this story basically. But it talks about why we across the board think we are better than we actually are. As mm. humans, we are uh, we've evolved and are psychologically predisposed to think that we are more attractive than we are, to think that we are better people than we are, and to think that we are in essence, better than others as well, or, like, better than the average. Um, so there was three components of this study, and each one kind of evolved from the other and as they continued to, like, dissect what this meant. Um, and the first one is that we think we are better looking than we are. And what they did in the study was that they asked people to look at a lineup of photos. I think you and I have actually probably talked about this before. And um, some of the photos, they were told that one of the photos was completely untouched or unretouched. And so they wanted you to, like, pick that photo. And uh, actually, let me see if I can find the actual number. It's right in front of me. Um, I want to say 93%. For example, 93% 
rate themselves better than the medium photo. So if like the untouched photo was the middle and then they had some that were photoshopped to be uglier and some that were photoshopped to be more beautiful, 93% of people chose photos that were better than the actual photo when asked to find the quote untouched photo of themselves, but they had 100% accuracy when they were asked to find the untouched photo of other people. Wow. Right. Which is super fucked up and is what led to the second part of the study. So the first part basically shows that, like, psychologically, it's why we date people who look like ourselves. It's why we date people who look like our parents. It's why we, when asked, people, like, do that fake modesty of, like, well, I know I'm not a 10, but I'm, like, an 8. And, like, you know, like... You're not an eight either. Like, I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm really not. It's just that scientifically, if you think about what it means to be the average, it's the majority. Right. Like, and so if most people, the overwhelming majority are saying that they're an eight, no, you're a five. And that's not, again, that's not me trying to be shady or like a bitch, like you a five. I mean, I will do that. Right. But it's that scientifically we look at ourselves and because it's the face that you see the most, you associate that with beauty. And even people with like low self-esteem, it has nothing to do with that. Like, right. We all do that. Like, I hate this. I'm ugly. I hate myself. You scientifically think you're better looking than you are. Again, not trying to ruin someone's ego. But (laughs) we ironically are able to pinpoint other people. So we weirdly have like an accurate view of other people and a really distorted view of ourselves. And that's the second part of the study, which is that we think we are better people than we are. Mm. And so the second part, they asked people to predict how likely they were to vote in the upcoming election. And when people were rating themselves, they rated themselves better, that they were more likely. I think there was actually two parts, uh, how likely they were to give to charity and how likely they were to vote in the upcoming election. And same thing when it was other people, we guess with like near perfect accuracy. But when it's ourselves, we bump that number way up and like, make ourselves seem better and it's because we think we're better than we actually are and not again not that we're bad people but just that we think oh I'm a good person but there's no statistical evidence to back that up is basically what the study comes down to of like there are no tangible ways yeah you're not a serial killer you're not quote bad person but you don't you're not like According to this data, right, like the criteria that they set in this study, there's nothing backing up your claim of being like a good person. We just think we naturally think we are good. So that leads to the third, which is basically that uh, we project those things onto others and then that's like why we are mean to people that one I don't Mm. fully agree with I think we're just mean because we're selfish but in general I find this study like super fascinating um there was a documentary about it and it like kind of ties it into like why we are like racist because we 
statistically think that our features are the standard for beauty. So if we have like, you know, traditionally like sure. white features, we look at in the documentary, they talk about Asian features and we see them Asian or black and we see them as like less desirable. Mm-hmm. And that is like the spawn of racism. And it's like in our DNA, like they showed pictures of, um, two study groups. Sorry, I know this is like a little long way. No, please. But it's I like, it's they, st- the, they had a group of white children and a group of Asian children and showed them photos and the infants couldn't differentiate. Like we literally can't tell the difference of each other. So like when people make a joke, like, Oh, white people think all Asians look the same. We literally think all Asians look the same and vice versa. And it's insane. And we think that black features, quote unquote, are like less desirable. And that one is a little bit more, uh, culturally learned. Like infants don't delineate that way. But, uh, I think it was like middle school age type children or maybe like sure. 8 to 12 start developing that and that is like a cultural one but the Asian and white transference is not like we literally our fuck? brains cannot read each other's facial features as distinguishable so it's like all these like really weird things that it's like yeah we are talking so much right now about like racism and sexism and like all of these really hot button topics and in the back of my mind I always have this study sort of just like whirring away and it's like we really have to fight against our fucked up perception like it's not even just our evolution it's that we literally can't see beyond our own face I think it's I mean I think there's I think there's a lot of things that play into yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Like, I think this is a heavy-handed one to have, just because, like, especially as Americans, like, and I think this is mm-hmm. shifting ever so slowly. I think it's a very slowly sh- slow shift, but the thing is, is we're a very Eurocentric country, yes. and so Eurocentric features are, I think, perceived as beautiful to us, and I think that's... And, like, obviously we're very, very hardcore generalizing, but in general, that is the thing. I mean, like... And, and there's media and pop culture and, you know, magazines and fashion. Like, a lot of that, re- it, a lot of that reflects that behavior. 100%. And, and that's changing, I think, a little bit. Like, especially, yeah. like, you know, there, there are designers who are doing incredible things. Yes. You know, like Christian Siriano, like, had, you know, he's had a collections where he, you know, had women of all shapes and sizes and colors. And which is gorgeous. And, like, of all backgrounds and all ages. And that's, that's incredible. You know, and, and also, like, when Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live, no one would dress her. For um, for the Ghostbusters and Christian Siriano was the one that dressed her, and so like you like know the, yeah and so just I mean he yeah it's it's a small example but it's a thing of just like I have a hard time with I like this study I have a hard time with it because I think. I mean, like, especially, like, I feel like I'm contradictory to that totally. role because I'm dating a Korean man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and, you know, and I think that's, like, and I think that's... Well, and that, I think, was the thing is that it, with that one, it was more, like, when they were showing the infants, Yeah. it was more trying to, like, one photo, would it would be the same model in the photo, and they would show an angry version and a happy version, okay. and there was no change. Okay. And they would show different versions 
of the same emotions but with different models and there was no change. Okay. So I think that it's that sense. more we can't read possibly like facial emotions. And, and I think that's mainly because I think it's learned. Totally. You know what I mean? Like that, I mean, just because like, for instance, like it's the same thing as like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing how like certain actions might mean something in American culture versus like Japanese culture or, totally. you know, African culture or European culture. It's just, that's just different. Like, you know, it, like certain words mean different things. Sure. Even even in the English language, you know, like slang in Europe could be mean something completely different in sure. the United States. And so I think that's kind of where that plays in. So this study is fascinating. I think a lot of it is societal. I think most of it is socioculturalism. I think I yes, yes. Because at the end of the day, you might not be able as an infant to tell the difference, right. but someone is teaching you that that means they're lesser than you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I do think, yeah, yeah I'm not trying to say that, like, we're, gen- like, dear white supremacists, do not use this podcast <laughs> as, like, a fuel for your stupid hate fire. Like, yeah. no. Fuck you. Because that is what people say. Like, they love talking about, like, skull size and that, like, you can look at that and see that, like fill in the blanks and that like we're genetically better as a race no that's actually that yes thank you for clarifying because that is not what I'm trying right, to say right no 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 and I, and I didn't think you were no no I, I know it's yeah, important yeah. to clarify and this, like you're saying words are so important um I'm I just mean that this study was showing that like there is a genetic disposition hurdle within ourselves that we are just literally genetically selfish like we just and it's part of our self-preservation society or uh system but that, like, we low-key are the worst. Uh, yeah, of course. Like, the things that we are fed through the media. Like, there was this uh, post, and it was this picture, and, like, it was just this beautiful black man. I mm. mean, he was, like... Just stunning. His skin was flawless, and he's in, like, just this beautiful suit, and he's, like, giving side-eye to the camera, and then the caption just says, like... Well, I'm soaked, but... Yeah, girl saying, <laughs> do not get me started. Um, and it just said at the bottom, like, you think that black isn't beautiful. You think that, like, you came up with that idea on your own, and then the hashtag was something like... Eurocentric beauty standards are set by the industry or something like that. It was not that long. And 100%. But it's one... I mean, this guy was like a quantifiable 10. And it was like, you think this isn't attractive? Like, it's because you've been told that like this one look is what makes someone attractive. And you know what? You know what's fascinating? And like, I know you were doing it in the... the context of this conversation is you just verbalize the numerical system of judging someone. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And well, I always judge someone. <laughs> but no, that's fascinating. And I, I know you don't mean it, but with a negative yeah, yeah, connotation, yeah. but like, and it like, and I'm not trying to say anything other than what, like, I'm just pointing something out as like, I have never, and I, I don't think I've ever like numerically judged someone, but I think, and not, and I don't think you do that on a regular basis, but I think there are people. Oh, I really, yeah. But, and I, but I think there are people who definitely generalize people and put them in a number. And like, that's so insane. It's because like, Mm -hmm. like to me, you could be the hottest thing that's in, like you could be physically the most gorgeous person in the room. But if you are boring or have nothing to talk about or nothing in common, you, I might as well be talking to myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, and that's the thing is like, I think that's the difference. And like, I, I mean, I've read Vogue for 
years. Yeah. You know, and I, and I stopped for a while because I, especially it was around election time. I just, it felt very out of touch. Mm. And this last issue, um, it was the September issue with Beyonce on the cover. And so I was like, well, I better get it. <laughs> we look, um, being gay means certain things. It, Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Well, and what I liked is, I mean, it is no secret. I love Anna Wintour mm-hmm. and she is. And like, I think she gets a lot of flack because she is a woman in power. Mm-hmm. And I will argue that to the end of my days. I think she gets a lot of flack for that. Is she a perfect example? No. But she is very good at her job and she is a woman who has influence and I think for the most part uses it for the better. Yeah. And is also a person who can recognize her own flaws and what she's doing. Mm. And, you know, and like some people, you know, obviously call her the ice queen and the stone slate of the century and all that and like are sure she's a fashion automaton. Fuck that. I love her. Right. Point is, is her letter to the editor and the September issue um, that just passed um, was so what literally sucked me back in as Mm -hmm. as a reader because I was like, I miss it. Like I love Vogue. Like it's such a it's such a fashion inspiration. Like I mean, there's it's just it's a beacon of so many things international, which is why I love it. And the stories are anyway. I could go on on about Vogue, but it's it's a standard for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Her letter to the editor, long story long, talks about. How she's like, the industry is changing yeah. shapes and ages and colors and all that's changing because it was very Eurocentric. And Anna Wintour's like, we're just as guilty of it. And her even saying that, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I'm quoting loosely, like, it's not, it's not verbatim what she said, but it, it loosely is what she said of just like, you know, like, things are changing and like, and you know, we're not innocent mm. of that, but we acknowledge that and we are educating ourselves on that and we're changing that. God, that's so huge. Because it, it so is. many people, yeah. for some reason, won't do that. No. I think we've seen a lot of that. Again, and, you I'm know, never trying to get political, right. but like, but here you know, we are. And, and you know, and like, you know, I mean, they've had, I mean, you know, not that it makes it perfect, but you know, they've had, I mean, they've had Lupita Nyong'o on the cover a lot, you know, they've had... You know, I mean, they've had the Williams sisters obviously have been mm, in it, and there's, you know, there's, I'm not saying that it's like the golden, like, look, we're better, but it's, you know, it's, it's such a thing of like, I, I don't know. I, it's hard. And this is going to sound so douchey, but it's truly vulnerably how I feel about the situation is like, I have literally, I, I have dated everyone of mm-hmm. every race, color, age, mm-hmm. height. I mean, I, I have, yeah. and like. And you lost do- me at height, but go on. <laughs> I knew I'd lose you at height. Yeah, go on. Um, but you know, and I'm not, and I'm not doing it to be like, well, I'm like, right. I'm so progressive, blah, blah blah. I'm not doing it the front. I'm just because, like, I, to me, if you are a person who has something to offer, and you mm. are, you know, and you're, I enjoy your company, and you're yeah. fun, and you are per- like, and I find you attractive because. I, you know, like finding someone attractive, I think is so subjective, Yeah. you know, and because there's people who like, and I love this, you know, like, cause I think our idea, if I told you find an attractive man, we could find you tons of examples of that, of like media examples. Yeah. But like, I think that's, I think in my mind, I think that's such a fantasy mm. for some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Dolce & Gabbana light blue model, that guy with the dark hair and blue eyes and like is literally, he is. I'm familiar. He's, <laughs> I knew you would be. You know, but like I, to me, that is like a sculpted idea of what totally. it is. And, that, and, that, and that's the thing. It's an advertisement. It's the fantasy yeah. of what it is versus like the reality of like finding someone you're like. I think if you met someone like that in person, you would be so freaked out yeah. that you wouldn't even you wouldn't be able to connect. And I think that's such an interesting idea to to even think about and explore as people because mm. I think like yes, of course, there's movie stars and all that are, are 
you know, across the board, conventionally attractive because that's, you know, that's going to sell movies. That's going to sell a role, totally. you know, but at the end of the day, like it is a fascinating thing of like how, how much pop culture does affect things. And I think this article does a good job of kind of exploring that of like how, like socially mm. we educate ourselves in a way that we're not even aware of. And I think just as a society, we have to be, we have to be more perceptive of that and we have to be more aware of it. Yeah. Just because, sorry, this was a long, I went on a tangent. You really did it. But I, that's just how I, that's just how Mm. I feel. Like, I think that's, the article is fascinating. Yeah. It's a long story, very long, but. Well, and kudos to her letter because, like, I think right now so few people can say, like, it's like this weird thing that we're having right now where it's like, okay, you couldn't even I would have respected people. I w- I often do respect people more. Like, yeah, I said and did things in the past that I'm not proud of, and I'm trying to be better moving forward. I didn't know it hurt people like this, or I was an idiot in the past. I'm not saying it was right, but I am saying that I'm trying to be better. Right. I have so much more respect 100%. for that. 100%. And, you know, we're two white guys in a kitchen, so, like, <laughs> I really do get right. that, like, we don't get to decide no. what the conversation about races. 100%. But I think there's this fear as white people or uh, fill in the blank, straight people, cis people, whatever, whatever. The, the normal is in context of the conversation, we get so scared because we're like, but if I admit that I've been part of the problem, that I have privilege, then like they will crucify me. Right. And it's like, no, maybe it's just that the people need to hear that you're sorry and that you're going to try and not do that again. And that yeah. will make them feel seen and protected enough that we can like start actually, like, everyone's always like, I think it's so funny Everyone's like, "What? Well, like, why do we have to keep talking about race? Like, isn't it over? And it's like, it's not fucking over. What the over. fuck? Yeah. It's not over. No. Like, we teach about Rosa Parks and, like, all these warriors of the movement for civil rights. Like, yeah. their ancient history. That they're, was not that They're grandparents. Yeah. They're alive. Yeah. Like, not Rosa Parks. But you know what I mean? Like, right, 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 right. They are not ancient history they're a generation removed from us and so it's like no it's not time to stop talking about it yeah it will be time a when there's actual equity but i think b when we just acknowledge like hey you were dealt a really shitty hand by us yeah not me personally yeah congratulations i didn't own a slave okay but like that's not the point the point is like maybe it's okay to just say like we really fucked up we're so sorry. Let's, like, start working together to make this right. Right. And for some reason, nobody can say that. Right. And it drives me insane. I don't know if you remember. Let's talk about Japan again. Yeah. When Obama went to Hiroshima and everyone was in arms because he was the first president. And how dare he? And he didn't even apologize for right. what we did, that we literally dropped an atomic bomb on other humans. Right. Didn't apologize. Just the fact that he was there. Right. And people lost their mind. I was like, we can't admit that as a country, we crossed a line yeah. in the heat of war. Like, right. why? Right. What's going to happen? Right. I don't know. Sorry. I'll go on a no, tangent with you. No, please. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I love that. I think that's, I think that's so true. And, you know, and I think bottom of the line, like, I would like to write a book on this topic called mm. Shut the Fuck Up and Listen. Ooh. And then you open it and it's blank. <laughs> because. 
<laughs> Delicious. Because it's not our fucking place. Mm. Like, everyone just shut the fuck up and listen. Like, that's the difference. Is like, I can voice my opinion all day. Yes. But the thing and is, I will. And, you mm. know, and like, but the, and if I'm called upon, sure. If I'm asked what how I feel, I would answer that. But the thing is, is like, there are so many marginalized groups in this country yes. and across the world that like that need a voice. And I think the difference is, is like giving them a voice mm. and listening to that voice because I think for the most part, especially being from the Midwest where mm. it's, it's a place where there's a certain comfortability. And when that comfortability is shaken in any way, Ugh. it becomes an automatic negative. Yes. You know, because change can be dangerous or scary, whether we want to admit that or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, look, I've lived that life. I come from a very, I, yeah, I've come from that, and so yeah. that's the difference. And so I'm just I, I think everyone has an opportunity to listen, and that's what we need to do. And yeah. with our per, per with our current political climate, which I do not want to discuss, what recently happened with the Supreme Court, because it will be another hour and a half conversation that will not be kind for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think everyone needs to listen because that's mm-hmm. that is the way things have to go because um, it's time for our country to reflect our country because mm. right now it doesn't. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anywho. Yeah, it's not a mini no. It's a long so. Welcome to another long so with Bryce and Political. Yes. Soapbox. I mean, I feel 0% bad. Um, everyone, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. And once again, our next full length episode will be karma is a bitch. So submit your karma stories and thank you again for listening. And as always, you can send in your stories to heybuddystories at gmail.com. That is heybuddystories at gmail.com. Bye, everyone. Bye.